0: How good, another Friday in the mix which of course means another episode of me absolutely chewing your ear off talking all things sport a bit of shit chat in the mixer, of course a bit of punting she's going to be all go today of course another huge weekend of sport ahead she always is the sporting calendar she's always ticking boxes before we get into that though a bit of weekend chat know some of you love that kicked her off with a big shift saturday night northcote prize giving which always ends up in some a-class ripping and tearing and that's exactly what she delivered to be fair your mate surly won the old culture cup for about the fifth time which shows that even late in my grassroots footy career i can still go with the best of them and mix it with the young dogs and of course that trophy deserves only one celebration and that's to absolutely send it Fair to say we did that, which meant for a pretty dusty Sunday, to be fair. Kicked her off with about a 20-minute shower, just contemplating my decisions from the night before. Then after that, rolled into one of the greats, the old Daikoku feed. I tell you what, if you get yourself written off on a sati and then you're not backing it up by absolutely deleting spoonfuls of yum-yum sauce at Daikoku or similar establishments, if you're not in the Auckland region, then you don't understand what it takes to rip and tear, and you also don't understand how to work yourself out of one of the great hangovers. So shout out to Daikoku, heck of a shift there, 30 bucks, get yourself some prawns, some chicken, of course they're yum yum, bit of egg fried rice, they even dish you up a cheeky little bowl of chalky ice cream at the end just to wrap it up absolute scenes and that brought me back to life almost monday still pretty dusty to be fair but that's a bit of the reflection of my age but hey by friday today ready to rip in again winder all back six more of course on today's episode gonna talk some rugby leagues and rugby union plenty going on in those sports then we'll get into the old weekly wrap cover some of the happenings that's going on then your surly's best bets brought to you by the legends at the tab and we'll wrap her up with a bit of the shift on the q a why not so without further ado let's rip in producer charla ring the bell Rugby League Gods game round 23 dished up some absolute hidings. The definition of rugby league poundings. And I think she was one of the highest scoring rounds in rugby league history. So the boys showed up looking to score meat pies galore, which made for some entertaining watches. It's fair to say a few of the bottom eight sides have well and truly thrown in the white towel as reflected in some of these score lines. Your top eight sides absolutely had their way with them and you could just see the sides that perhaps instead of focusing on finals footy instead they've circled Monday September the 5th as the day they're most fizzing about kick off their mad Monday festivities probably off the back of that head over to Bali hopefully the bouncers over there have been upskilling while the boys have been away for the last few years they are ready to send it but look multiple teams got put to the sword one that didn't the panthers of course spoke about it last thursday but one of the great upsets beating the bunnies you could argue down troops down fisher harris down Luai, of course down the people's chin and nathan cleary but they still get the job done against the high-flying bunnies trail mitt and co just couldn't get across the chalk to get the dub in the end. Again, I said it last week, if you don't have Alex Johnston in your Maltese for a meaty, if not two, you just don't get Rugby League. And again, he delivered up some great value for the boys. And AJ, we trust that bloke is a machine. Freaky Friday, and unfortunately, it was fucking freaky for us Warriors fans. A disappointing shift, one which Stacey Jones summed up pretty well again. Uh, one thing I rate about Stacey in those post-game pref- presses, he 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 doesn't mince his words. He tells it how it is. A pretty poor performance against the Cowboys side, though, that are running red hot. They were full of emotion. Their first home game... Since the tragic passing of Paul Green. And I think in the end it was just too much for our boys. The usual kind of suspects put their hands up with some strong performances. Your Aden, your Tohu, probably the pick of the four pack as was Joshi Curran. That guy coming in off the Rimu. He is the definition of fizz. And then in the back line I thought guys like Dallin, Marcelo. They always give their absolute everything. But the cows just way too good. Again Jeremiah Nanai. He's turning into the four-pack version of AJ, also loves a meaty Scotty. Drink water. He's incredibly classy. Some of those touches he had from the back, exceptional stuff. Tommy Dearden. Chucked him in my bets. Mentioned him last week. He could cross over for a meaty. He had him in my Surly Talk Sports power plays and he well and truly saluted there. And he did it with a ruptured nut as well. So talk about breeding them tough up there in Townsville. Great stuff from Tommy. Unfortunately, he's out. Although they reckon only one week. So again, he might be running the old CHT cricket box operation. But great to see from Tommy. Also thought ex-warrior Chad Townsend, who may have actually given Reese. Volsher's latest haircut, those two running very similar lids. They look like the blokes off Dumb and Dumber, but interesting cuts for both of them. Chad, though, certainly showed up, put in an absolute clinic and showed us perhaps what we could have had in him. But overall, the cows, just too good. They move on, looking to try and get that second spot, roll into finals footy. That would be a huge advantage for them. After that, the second game of the night, blowout alert. Broncos 12, Storm 60, and this really did kick off the weekend of festivities. Of course, pre-game, we saw Kivy Walters absolutely ripping into the boys. Looked like he was giving them the Gus Gould of doom. And I thought, shit, the Bronx could be on here at Suncorp. Storm starting to come right, but they might still have a few chinks in their armour. Fair to say, that armour is strong as fuck. Bellamy's boys putting on a clinic, a massive shift from them. Cammy Munster at the back, ripping in a tear, and he's the definition of a bloke. You just don't want to see Roman, one-on-one, in space, a rugby league handful. Then you got Nofoluma, Fresh off a shit show couple of years at the Tigers and he was always good there to be fair, which is the signs of a bloody good footballer when you can play well in a team that's struggling. Now he's at the storm. He's absolutely loving life and I'd be surprised if he heads back to where the orange and black especially after their score on the weekend, we'll get into that soon. Plus, add to that, the storm flying high, they get Hughes and Carfusi back for this week again, we'll get into that soon, but the boys from Melbourne, they're certainly starting to tick a few boxes, you'd have to think if they had the likes of your Welsh, your Pappenhausen in the mixer as well, that would bump them up even further and I'd have them in as a shoein'. To make the final. Not sure they'll get there this year. Because they are down those couple. But they would still be in my top four Premiership chances. That's for sure. Another massive shift that I've noticed Bellamy's done lately and I won't be the only one, not pretending to be some fucking rugby league guru, but they've shifted old Nelson out onto the edge and he's causing chaos out there, getting mismatches on halves defensively. He's an absolute giant of a human, an incredibly large man and he's got the skills of doom as well. Bit of footwork, cheeky little offload, didn't work for him on one occasion Dished up a beauty of a try to the Bronx, but then the plays after that just set up a couple beautiful stuff from Big Nas. Interesting to see if they stick with that. Now that Carfusi's back, of course, they might push Nelson back into the middle, but hopefully Bellamy's seen enough to keep him out there and keep ripping in and a tearing, because I tell you what, if he does line up on that edge again this week, he's paying seven bucks for a try value there. So keep an eye late to see if that's where we'll line up. For the Broncos, shit, they've started the old downward spiral. Started the season with a hiss and a roar. Perhaps they started to believe their own press. Maybe headed to the Caxton for midweek beers. Thought they had the top eight spot wrapped up. Now she's do or die, and they might just scrape in by the skin of their rollers. But we shall see. Then you super set, the eels. Absolutely put the doggies to the sword. Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown. Fishing up another clinic from them. Shit am I excited to see old bags in that Kiwis jersey come the Rugby League World Cup. Him and Husey together chuck the hectic cheese Joey Manu in there and we are going to be firing on all cylinders. Can't believe we're paying seven bucks for the win on that one. Great money there if, like me, you're bullish on the Kiwis. Following that, the Sharks put the sword into the Manly Gulls, 40 points to 6. Nico Hines, proving he's not just a good looking rooster, he can play footy as well. What a season he's had from them. He's buy of the year material in my books, just drives them around the paddock so well. Also scores the odd meaty. He hasn't lost his running game, which was my biggest worry when I saw he was going to shift into the 7. But then he's also playing that conductor role perfectly teaming up with Maddie Moylan to put old Brahmin noodles your talakai's etc etc in those one-on-one positions which is great to see another bloke as well take my hat off to him big Andrew Fafuida I thought over the past few years he certainly hasn't lived up to his previous heights but he started to hit his straps and he's proven to be a real asset for them off the Rimu, off contract next year, hopefully he can pick up another gig, because I think he's playing like a man that's hungry for a gig at the moment, so hopefully Curtis Reid, maybe the old gig specialist can sniff one out and send him his way, that would be big fizz. Then following that, game of the round, one that was bloody exciting to watch, but wouldn't have been pleasing on the eye if you are a West Tigers fan, there's not many of them, they are passionate though, and shout out to you, Blake Ashford, one of the greats, but the Chucks, they absolutely demolished the Tigers, 72 rugby league points to six. One-way traffic to Natty Butcher with four of the best. Angus Crichton with two. And Maddie Lodge again. That's two weeks in a row he's crossed now. And I'll touch on it later. But he's my roughie for the week. Up against the storm. Not an easy task. But if he goes three in three weeks, he's paying 12 bucks to score. Big Lodgey. They're putting in him, him in some great positions at the moment. They got so many threats. He could well be in the mixer, playing some good footy as well. But the Chooks, they're absolutely firing James Tedesco playing some outstanding footy as he always does. They've just got so much talent throughout that back line and that forward pack with some cattle still to come back this week as well. So fair to say the Chooks are hot to trot at the moment. They're one you've got to have penciled in your finals calculations and they should be there when the going gets tough. And the tough gets going. Final game, Super Sunday, bottom eight footy. Dragons putting the Titans to the sword, 46 points to 26. She's always an entertaining watch. Whenever the Titans lace up the boots, you know you're going to get a lot of points, not a lot of defence. And that's exactly what this one dished up on a platter. Five star, fuck it footy and she certainly delivered. Final game, Knights, Raiders, and a fair to say, Ricky Stewart's men did everything they could to end their season's hopes. Down by 22 at one stage, then they piled on the points, started to play some code, and came away with the win to keep their top eight hopes well and truly alive. So plenty to play for round 24 of course got underway last night in a game I was extremely fizzing for had high hopes this was gonna be a beauty of a game Adam Reynolds 250th the Broncos looking to bounce back after having their pants pulled down and the Eels looking to get back-to-back wins for probably one of the only times in their club's history an absolute roller coaster but thankfully for Parramatta fans, she was easy watching. The roller coaster delivered some great entertainment. For Broncos fans, shit your season now hangs on to a fine wire. Adam Reynolds, game 250, like mentioned, unfortunately didn't last long. Got written off with an HIA, which was disappointing to see on such a big game for such a great servant of Rugby League but she was all Parramatta all one way traffic the Seals 53 the Broncos 6 and what this did also importantly is it really did fuck the Broncos points for and against they went into this weekend with a 40 point advantage over the Raiders meaning the Green Machine had to put some big scores on over their next two games now though the Raiders are actually one point ahead on points differential so if they win both of their two remaining games they'll get through to the 8 and knock the Broncos out which would be massive a huge slide from the Bronx and that would be disappointing to see considering just a few weeks or even months ago they were a top 4 side that many were tipping to be a real smoky to go deep into the finals but a huge win from Parramatta playing some great football Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses again ripping up and that Eels forward pack the likes of your Regan Cam Campbell Gillard's, although he got absolutely smoked, and that shouldn't have been a penalty in my books. Technically, by the letter of the law, she was. I would have loved to have seen it got the six more, though. Bring back the shoulder charge, as long as it's not to the head. But anyway, I digress. Campbell Gillard, he was great. Sean Lane, of ex-Warriors fame, he was huge in the middle. This Parramatta pack is massive. Some big bodies, and when they're firing on all cylinders... They're tough to stop. Isaiah Papali'i, another of X warriors fame, he was ripping in as well. And then when you got Sevo, Wonga Blake and old Clint Gutho, old Gotho finishing off and scoring meaties at will. Para, if they can dish up these performances in finals footy, could prove tough to beat. Which leads us through to tonight, Friday Night Lights. And of course, if you're playing Friday footy, you want bums on seats, you've got to chuck the wahs in the mixer. And who better to chuck them up against than the reigning premiers and our minor premiers for this year, the old... Penny Panthers, and you'd think with the old minor Premier medal locked up, old Ivan might have taken it easy on his former club and rested a couple of blokes, but not to be. They're going with the old carry the momentum in to finals footy route. So in comes Jerome Louis, in comes James Fisher Harris, Uppy comes back in to start, and this is is that Penrith side that's starting to reform that we all know and love. Of course, just Nathan really missing now for them. So they're about to hit full strength. Think he gets back next week as well. So look out. Here come the men from the foot of the mountain but of course I see them hitting a road block tonight I see this is one-way traffic stuff and up the mighty was us faithful will ride with the boys through thick and thin and we may be in the thin at the moment but she's about to turn thick Chanel Harris-DeVita he comes back in at 5-8 in place of the mustard man Dejan Arcee who dropped back to the old extended bench might have been tough on old Dejan. Of course no one was good last week and he was good back at Mount Smart. But it is great to have Chanel back in the mixer. Incredibly good looking bloke who always goes hammer and tongs. And he's only got two games left in his Waz career for the next wee while at least. So no doubt he'll have plenty to prove, old CHT. Also coming into the starting lineup, great to see Joshi Curran back in the mixer, in the second row interesting, he is our best lock, but still he gets moved to the row, Jack Murchie he drops out of the match day squad not quite sure why also great to see big Ben Murdoch Masilla come back onto the rimu, he's an absolute monster off the bench, a wrecking ball of a human who loves to run it straight of course suffered that really bad elbow injury, as he mentioned on the Surly Talks WARS podcast, it's been painful for him, it's been a bit of a long road but I'm excited to see him back fence it as I am old Tom Alley and when you talk about positives from last weekend he has to be one of them this bloke drops the clutch with every carry PCMs of doom which you all know I love one of the great nut truckers he's got a bit of footwork he's tough as they come he's one of those blokes you run at him at training soft he'll absolutely fold you he only knows one intensity and that is full bore and I can't wait to see him take on this Penrith pack head to head tonight. So there's some huge battles all across the park. Of course, the Panthers absolutely stacked. Dylan the Ghost Edwards, one of the best going round in the league up against Reese. Walsh who had a tough night at the office last night. So he'll be looking to bounce back in the outsides. Taylor May, Brian Tohu up against Ed Cossey and DWZ. And then when you cast your eyes to that four pack battle, some huge names for both sides. Your Tohu Harris, Adam Fenua, Blake, Joshi Curran up against the likes of your Leah Martin, Viliami Kikau, Isaiah Yo, Fisher Harris. There's gonna be some big collisions through the middle. And hopefully the boys can go at them. Fingers crossed we get a good start. That's been proven. We need to score first or second, or else the boys' heads drop a little at the moment. She's tough away from home, but it'll be great to see us really put up a fight, take it to the minor premiers, and then come back to Mount Smart next weekend full of fizz and ready to wrap up the season pumping the titans. So up the mighty wars, and we still. Believe in you. Following that game, arguably the game of the round, if not one of the games of the year, the Melbourne Storm hosting the Sydney City Roosters, and what should be a blockbuster of A-grade football. Lee Kafusi, he comes back in. Of course, missed a few games due to the passing of his father, which was incredibly sad news. But he's a bloody talent, so he comes back in the mixer, pushing Big Tui Kamakamika. Back onto the bench. I tell you what, old Tui, he's got one of the best rigs in the game. Shredded within an inch of his life. So no doubt he'll have a bit of intimidation factor to the bench. But it's good to see Melbourne inching closer back to full strength pre-finals footy. For the Chooks, they've made the three changes with old rock me mama like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. Paul Momorowski returning to the starting lineup after missing last week. So he gets chucked back in. And then two massive inclusions to their fourth pack. Lindsay Collins and Takiaho, they both come back, which makes, in my opinion, their propping rotation the best in the comp. Lodge, Jared Walria-Hargraves into Collins and Takiaho. That is insane stuff. And what depth Old Robbo has been able to form there. And again, some massive matchups all over the park in this game. The key for me, Munster, he's named again at six, Eeny Meeny. Miney Moe at the back, but I think Munster will push in to that one jersey. Meany will come up into the halves, and then they'll take on Kerry and Walker, who have been impressing me every week as they go on. Of course, mention though of Rusty as fuck at the start of the year. They're now hitting their straps at the perfect time, and that combination is going to be key. Also key, Battle of the Edge forwards, the old mad Butcher and Angus Cryden up against Kafusi and Bromwich. That is also... Four quality footballers going hammer and tongs, so I can't wait. This game should be an absolute doozy. Almost too close to call. Probably make a last-minute decision on it later. In the old Surly's best bets. Then Super the triple header. Raiders taking on the Gals. Of course the Raiders need to win this one. But for some reason I just don't trust the green machine. Even though they're at home. Even though they've got blokes like Joey Tapane. Who's in scary form. Just Manly taking them on at the moment. The Raiders they have been scraping home. This could be a close game. A lot closer I think then a lot of people are predicting sharkies doggies you'd have to think the sharks put on a clinic there the dogs ever since they got humped into the dirt at mount smart they've been battling sharkies firing on all cylinders they welcome back talakai huge addition for them and they're almost back to their full starting 17. Final game, Super Saturday. Another one that's a bums on seats clash. Bunnies taking on the Cowboys. Mentioned, of course, unfortunately, Tommy Dearden. He's gone out with a ruptured nut, but never fear, Drink water's here. And he'll come into the house, which means the old Hammer gets the run and the fullback. He's always good for an anytime meaty, of course. One of the fastest men on the planet. Not the fastest, though, according to Gussie Gould. He reckons that's Addo Carr. I've got a little protest there. I think it's Dallin, the man with the best lid in the comp. But the Hammer can certainly drop the clutch when needed. This is going to be a massive game. Two great four packs going at it and then of course both sides with plenty of razzle dazzle in that back line. Cowboys currently in second, only on points differential though. They're tied with the Sharks on 34 points. You'd have to think the Sharkies, they'll do a number on the Doggies so they'll be on 36 for sure. Cows need to win this one in my books. If they want to be a real threat come finals time, they want to finish in second. Get that at home semi-final in Townsville. That could make the world of the difference. Not a lot of teams want to go there and play. I think she was almost 30 degrees when the Warriors kicked off there on your Friday night last week. So that's tough to acclimatise too. And that would give them a massive upper hand. So this game has huge ramifications. And the Bunnies. If they drop this one. They're in danger. They could really put themselves in that chance to miss out as well. Because they have the Chooks next weekend. Massive rivalry game. Shit that'll be good to watch. Super Sunday. Tigers, they take on the Dragons. You'd have to think the Dragons get the win there. Neither side with much to play for except for Pride. And I think Benny Hunt will be the best player on the paddock. Probably our Delhi M winner for this year, and he will guide the Red V home. Final game of the round, holy shit, she's a wooden spoon bowl potentially. Titans taking on the Knights. The Tigers, they're currently in the spoon position after getting humped last week. Their points differential is hopeless. Titans, they're tied with them on points though, and if they get done, then it could be interesting. But 14 versus 15 to round out round 24. That is rugby league at its finest Certainly won't be watching that game. So some huge matchups this weekend, in particular the three to watch for me: Panthers, Wars, Storm, Roosters, Bunnies, Cowboys, Bums on Seats. Crack open some Waitakere Deccies, couple Darren Froffiers, a few Scooey Scooey Moi and rip in, cause this should be bloody interesting. And up the mighty Wars, let's get the dub and a massive upset tonight. Right, fifteen man code now of course, rugby union, she's back international footy after a week off allowing the lads to travel first class, get back into the nation and acclimatize, ready for a huge game against Argentina and how good is it to have a weaker build up where we're not debating whether Fozzie is gonna be our coach or not. It's bloody good. All the chat has been on the team and the footy, not the bloke at the helm, which you love to see. Business back to normal for all black fans and speaking of business as normal old fozzy he's rolled out pretty much the exact same 23 that bet south africa over there at alice park last week so in my books he's gone the old cheers for saving my gig boys i'll reward you with another start and fair enough too they did a heck of a job for him so they deserve to get the rewards. The only change comes in Jersey 22. Steven Perafeta, oh please add Feta. What a year 2022 has been for him. He ripped and teared with the Blues. Came back on the weekend and got the dub for the Naki over Canterbury. And then he gets his all black debit boat. Massive stuff for old Stevie P. Heck of a footballer. I'm excited to see where he comes on, whether it will be in that 15 or 10 role. Would have loved to have seen his Blues teammate in RTS in that 23 jersey. And of course I make it pretty clear I'm a big fan of Roger, but I just think off the pine, and this is no offence to Quinn, heck of a footballer who can truck nut, but you just know what you're gonna get with Quinn a bit more than you are with an RTS. For me, he's a genuine game breaker. You bring him on at that 60 minute mark the old Puma Pants especially they wouldn't have seen anything like him so you bring him on tired defenders he can razz it up whack for days offload of doom and split open the defensive line at the drop of the hat and he can also just cover so many positions he hasn't played there in rugby but he could cover your wings your 15s and of course the midfield of things did go wrong and we had some injuries but not to be. Quinn gets the nod and who am I to say in Fozzy we trust. So this should be a heck of a game. Of course Argentina currently sitting atop of the Rugby Championship on five points. Tied with Australia but they get their over points differential and that is of course because they pounded the Aussies into the earth over in Argentina. She's a bit of a different situation when you come over to New Zealand. They're always strong at home. Typically, they don't travel well, though. Although I will remind All Blacks fans, they did beat us once in the last series. So plenty to play for for the All Blacks. And I'm fizzing for this game. Down there at Orange Ferry Stadium in Christchurch. Of course, last weekend, the Black Ferns did an absolute number on the Wallaroos there, 50 points to five. So fingers crossed the scenes can be replicated. The All Blacks will do the same. And hopefully, she's a big 13-plus win. Excited to see Old Pub. Pablo of course the Argentinian skipper, back in his beloved town of Christchurch. The locals really got around him, so hopefully he'll get a kind reception again tomorrow night, but fingers crossed she's one-way traffic. The boys can play some running rugby footy after grinding it out with the Pumas for the first 30-odd minutes, because I think she will be an arm wrestle to start. The Argies, they're tough, they're passionate, they always bring plenty of fizz and physicality, the two Fs, so we know they're going to come at us if we can withstand that first 30-odd minutes, build some bit of scoreboard pressure, go up in threes, then hopefully after that second half, full of Vitamin C, the old fives and sevens will start to come our way and we can really put on a show. So looking forward to that game, as am I. The one before it, 5.30 kickoff. Aussie taking on South Africa, afternoon footy over there in old Adelaide in Australia, you'd absolutely love to see that. South Africa just the two changes to their starting 15, the Aussies running out a pretty familiar lineup, typically as well South Africa, a team that don't travel as well as they play at home, the Wallabies have well and truly had the upper hand on them in recent games as well over the ditch in Kangaroo Land, so this should be a bloody good watch as well, great to see See it in a perfect slot for us to tune into. You can go Ranfurly Shield into Aussie South Africa, into New Zealand, Argentina. That is a heck of an afternoon slash night and I can't wait to sink my teeth into that I'm actually going to go with South Africa to get the win in that one I think not quite sure again we'll make my mind up on that shortly and then New Zealand Argentina of course got to back the ABs I'll do so in that 13 plus margin and I can't wait to pick some meat pie scorers in Surly's best bets shortly up the mighty ABs looking forward to reviewing this game next week and hopefully the boys can pick up Where they left off. And of course round three of the Bunnings Cup. That was also last week. Huge round again. Upsets galore. You love to see it. She's hard to predict at the best of times. The old Bunnings Cup. And this weekend was another example of that. Kicked off on the Friday night. Was all hot tipping counties. Thought they were paying way overs. With your Nipo Lau Lala, Dalton Papali'i, let's get freaky, and Hoskins Satutu back in the mixer, but the Waikato men, they proved too strong. 34 points to 20, off the back of a strong shift again from old Damian McKenzie. Shout outs to Etine Nano Satoru, though. He's one of those players at the moment that I think is really putting his hands up for higher honours in the NPC. Shit is he exciting, he's got the chip and chase. He's probably got some of the best feet in New Zealand. He's electric, he's fast, he can make something happen at the old drop of a hat. So keep an eye out for him this weekend. Hopefully he's up to his usual antics but a big win from the Waikato to see them sitting third in that odds pool then on your super set, d3 games kicked it off with the upset as mentioned before Taranaki getting the win over Canterbury I think the line in this one was about 20 odd points the bookies gave the Naki no chance of course I was tipping to get on the line last week on the podcast so hopefully you were actually listening and got in around that because she pissed in the Naki getting the win by six off the back of a strong performance from Stevie P which saw him of course get that all Blacks call up Peter Gus saw a cooler also back in the mixer and it just shows how big of an addition a couple All Blacks back into any side the momentum shifts the confidence builds your previous results they all of a sudden don't matter the lads really do lift to the occasion and a huge win from Taranaki then again upset she was all three upsets on your super set the in fact Northland going down to the Cape Town. can't beat Wally on a good day Must have been a shit day because Northland got the dub. 15 points to six. A massive shift from them. Also good to see a couple All Blacks back in the mixer for them. Uffa Stomakasi in the propping and Jack Goodhue in the midfield. Unfortunately though, Goodhue has to have further knee surgery. Suffered a bit of an injury. She didn't come right in that game. So tough scenes and a real negative to come out of that game for Northland and New Zealand rugby. But a huge win. And they're looking... Looking bloody good as well, Northland. Sitting in fourth on the evens pool but playing some good code with two upsets already under their belt. You love to see it. And up the mighty Tunnies. Then to round out your super the trio, North Harbour. Of course, the mighty heat. Been calling it all week. They got up over the Tasman Marcos. Old Jimmy Marshall, what a lad. He got sent with his tail between his legs. 35 points to 27. A huge win for North Harbour. Tasman, they tried to stack it. Get the old Lester Leicester Whanganuku back in the mix. But it wasn't enough. You just can't beat the mighty harbour heat, to steal the old mad butcher's slogan, they turned it on, playing some entertaining footy, Bryn Gatland with the boot of doom knocking them over from all over the park. And a huge win as they look to head down to the bay and take the mighty shield this weekend. That would be a massive result. Super Sunday, the upsets continued. Bay of Plenty getting the win over Auckland. I say it's an upset but shit the Bay have been good to start the year. Auckland haven't quite hit their straps RTS in the mixer of course and he was robbed a try to be fair thought he played bloody well always getting over the gain line brings that x-factor in something a bit different and I think he scored that try which probably would have got them the dub but take nothing away from the bay of plenty they're a bloody good footy side well in the mix this year and certainly not a team you can take lightly Then Southland, unfortunately, unable to get the dub at home against Otago. Tipped the Stags in for a bit of an upset, but also recommended to get on the line. So fingers crossed you did that instead, because that would have come in. Old Party Banks also knocking them over left, right and centre. Otago, the old golden O, too good in the end though, but certainly a performance. The Stags can hold their heads high with and they're definitely an improved side in 2022. And then the final game of the round and it is the team that holds the shield. The Hawks Bay Magpies getting the win over the Manawatu Turbos 43 points to 17. I thought the Turbos looked a bit better. Of course they're 0-4. Tough start to the year for them and it looks like they may be going the season perhaps Winless, fingers crossed that's not the case. You never like to see that. But they put up a bit more of a fight on the Sunday, which was good to see. And I know the Turbo's faithful, We'll still be riding with them. This week, week four, kicks off tonight. Double header gets underway at 5.30. Just as you're knocking off from work, crack open a few beers with your colleagues. Or if you don't like your colleagues, piss off to the bar and rip and tear. Get into it before dinner. Nothing better. Tasman taking on Canterbury. Bit of a local derby this one, of course, both in the Crusaders region. So that should be a good game. Both teams looking to bounce back after losses they probably didn't expect last week so there should be a bit of fire in this encounter and Tasman certainly won't be happy with how they've started their year sitting in fifths in the evens pool with just the one win so it's starting to get a bit of desperation stuff for them no doubt Jimmy Ma will have them up and about and then following that Waikato taking on the Two down there in the Tron you'd have to think Waikato too good 13 plus could be another tough night at the office for the turbo super set day just the two games of course with your international footy on the menu as well you don't want to clash there first game though screams bums on seats 205 kickoff down there in the hawks bay and it is of course the bay taking on north harbour for the ramfurley shield and i can't wait this game last time harbour actually won the shield me and the old man we went down to Christchurch for it ultimate harbour frothers flew down for the game with a little bit of hope that we'd come away with it the boys did the unthinkable pulled off the upset Viliami Wakasan and Dua Dua with a couple intercepts I can remember it like it was yesterday what a footballer he was a little blast from the past. But fingers crossed we can see those iconic scenes replicated. Of course if you're a Hawke's Bay fan you're probably saying fuck off Surly. But fingers crossed the Harbour Heat can come away with the Shield. To be fair I think even the Hawks Bay fans will acknowledge it's bloody good when the Shield moves around a little bit each year. Hawks Bay they've had it for a long time now. Over a year. Would be good to see it make the trek north. And I have it on good authority the Harbour Boys. They're coming back tomorrow night after the game as well. So if they get the dub, you can bet your bottom dollar I'll be out there at the airport to welcome them back. Bit of a convoy back to Albany to delete some vessels and hopefully get up close and personal with the old log of wood. It doesn't help for Lawhakatawa, and of course the guzzler, Brody Rotalic back in the mixer for the bay. But this harbourside running red hot at the moment, fair to say Hawks Bay haven't quite been firing on all cylinders either. They've still been good, but it hasn't quite clicked into fifth gear for them. So hopefully, despite the inclusion of those two, the Heat can go down there, play that razzle type of footy. That four pack's been punching well above its weight and the Harbour backline can go with anyone on any day. So fingers crossed, She's the sun's out, she's a beautiful day down there in Napier and the Shield will end up making the trek to QBE Stadium in Albany with bloody love to see that. Then following that Auckland taking on the Golden O up here at the Fortress Eden Park. Otago playing bloody good footy this year and that's reflected in them sitting second in the odds pool. Three wins from four games so they'll be feeling confident making the trick up to the City of Sales. Auckland Apparently had a bit of a soul-searching session during the week in the camp. Got some good oil that a few blokes were getting quite emotional as well that the season hasn't quite started the way they'd planned. So look for a big performance from them. This is a real fence-sitter for me. You'd have to back the boys in the blue and white hoops at home. But Otago playing some great code. Been bloody impressed with their first five as well. Never heard of him before this year, but he's running a cutter. Keeping old Sammy Gilbert on the pine as well. Certainly one to watch. Super Sunday, triple header, Bay of Plenty taking on Counties Manukau down there in Tauranga. That'll be a good game, entertaining, expect a bit of a high score in that one. Probably tipping the bay. Of course those Counties boys who are in the All Blacks don't think they'll be available. Nothing's come out as of yet. They might be because they're only playing in New Zealand, the ABs. Still, even then, I'll back the bay playing some grouse footy. Wellington Taranaki on your Sunday Avo as well. That'll be a good shift. Another little rivalry game, of course. Wellington with TJ Perenara, etc. But coming off the back of a big loss, I don't think the Naki will be as good as last week without Stephen Perifeta at the helm. Wellington to get the dub in a close one. Although, again, wouldn't be surprised if that one goes either way. And then a game that many probably predicted at the start of the year to be a battle of the bottom. Northland taking on Southland, of course, the two rivals in themselves. Each year they always go at it to kind of see who is going to avoid the wooden spoon. But Northland playing some bloody good code this year, as I've said in this podcast about 55 times already. So I think the Tunnies will be too good at home. But again, as mentioned before, don't underestimate Southland. I think they're going to pull off a few upsets this year on their day. And in the go, party banks we trust. So let's wait and see. We're also treated to some Wednesday night footy next week as well. Of course, next week's potty won't be coming out before then. Canterbury, they'll host North Harbour, who hopefully will be fresh off the back of a four-day bender kicking off Saturday into Wednesday. So they could be a little bit dusty. They might actually send down a bit of a second-string squad if they do win the Shield. Because then they have to defend it on the Sunday against counties. So let's see how the sides line up for that one. It's always tough those weeks with the short turnaround. You end up playing three games in eight days. Tough on the rig to say the least. Of course I'll back the heat in that one. But it depends what kind of state the boys are in. Stay tuned. Closer to you Wednesday so another massive round of Bunnings Far Cup MPC footy she's the best comp in the land that's for sure and without the roots there is no tree and this is just the prime example of it running rugby football blokes and lasses putting their hearts and bodies on the line for their province you love to see it up the mighty MPC good luck to your side this week as well hopefully they get the dub for you Time for the old sporting wrap-up and there were plenty of interesting events going down on the weekend. The first one will touch on the UFC, Leon Edwards getting the win over Kamara Usman and a result that I don't think many people saw coming. Of course, Usman regarded as the best pound-for-pound or one of the best pound-for-pound fighters ever. He looked to be dominating the fight. Then the old final 40 seconds of the fifth round comes up. Edwards lands the head kick of doom which just knocks Usman out flat, he's lying on his back, his eyes are open, he looks like he's in another hemisphere. Scary stuff to be fair, but good to see he made a pretty good recovery. And they're already talking about a rematch, but what a win for the bloke from Britain. Really just does show anything is possible in sport, and all it takes is one huge shot to land in MMA. And you can absolutely turn a fight. He was getting dominated, looked to be an easy win, and I think Usman and my... Very uneducated opinion, had won every round convincingly. Maybe not the first, you could give that either way. But since then he was dominating. Edwards gets the knockout. What a statement. Can't wait for that rematch. A fired up Usman will be an absolute beast. And you probably think that he might get the dub because that was such a freakish head kick. But who knows? And since then, seen some footage of Edwards coaches in the lead up to the fight, just talking about when they could look to kick him in the head due to certain things he's shown in previous fights, bit of vulnerability at certain stages. So you could say they executed their game plan to near inch perfection which you love to see and we have a new champ how good is that then in the boxing of course Anthony Joshua taking back-to-back losses against Uzit and it was the scenes post the fight which really made me think that AJ has turned into a bit of a knob of course proceeded. To chuck the belts out the ring, throw an absolute hissy fit and storm off. Only to then realise, once he'd done the walk, that he was a bit of a dick. He comes back into the ring, apologises, tries to pump up the tyres and make things all okay. But in the end, he just made himself look like a bit of a knob. And I was glad to see him lose. And that could now set up a heck of a fight between Fury and Usyk. Of course, Joshua, he was completely outboxed throughout the fight. Never really look like winning and Uzek showed that he is well and truly deserved of having what five belts now which is exceptional stuff of course Fury holds the others so I'd love to see them go for it to try and unify I think Tyson Fury has set a price on the fight for him to come out of retirement at 500 million pounds so almost a billion New Zealand dollars I think they were throwing out there so that's a massive coin let's wait and see if that happens but if it gets enough media attention and hype. Fury's the type of bloke that'll just crave to that. He'll have to step in and make a real statement and that could be a heck of a fight. I think I'd be back in Fury just based on his size, his footwork and his ability. There really is no one like him but again that's a fight I would love to see and I'd be chucking my hard-earned dollars At that pay-per-view, you can bet your bottom dollar, so fingers crossed they make that happen. That would be one of the biggest heavyweight fights in recent times, that's for sure. Then we cross to the English Premier League, and this is a competition that can absolutely get fucked, of course. Got sprayed in the DMs on the Tuesday morning, and fair to say probably deserved it as well I've always said if you're gonna dish it you gotta take it so I gotta be willing to take my licks of course Man United getting the win over Liverpool 2-1 bloody disappointing stuff copped my punishment and fingers crossed the pool can sort their shit out because we really can't afford to lose to Bournemouth at home this weekend that would be absolute chaos with no wins from four games. Some big results in some other matches as well. Newcastle getting the draw over City. Newcastle looked bloody good this year. they were up 3-1 as well. So disappointing to see them not come away with the win. City quality as always that goes without saying but good to see the black and white stripes putting in a real fight and they look to be a team to watch this year. Other big result. Chelsea, they got dicked 3-0 by Leeds. Really didn't see that one coming. Thought she was going to be close but Chelsea would get the dub. Good to see them cop the L as well. Makes that Liverpool loss hurt a little less. Arsenal, way too good for Bournemouth. 3 0 victors there. Tottenham got up over Wolverhampton, 1 0 as well. If you are an Arsenal fan, 3 from 3 to kick off the season. Sitting pretty at the top on 9 points. You can't be mad at that. Neither can you be mad at your start if you're a Leeds fan as well. Currently sitting in fourth. If the season was to end today, you'd be playing Champions League footy. Absolute scenes and go Leeds. As well as Brighton, who sit in fifth as well. So a couple feel-good stories, early doors in the Premier League. But fingers crossed, the script starts to get back to normal and the pool start to rack up some wins and climb up the ranks in the table sitting in 16th at the moment and not looking good. In terms of matchups to watch for this week, Southampton they take on United in the morning. Let's see if Man U can back up their heroics from last week. Chelsea take on Leicester City on your Sunday morning same time as Liverpool Bournemouth and City Crystal Palace and then Arsenal They'll take on Fulham as well. Wolves, Newcastle should be a good game. As should West Ham, Aston Villa. West Ham really do need a win to get themselves off the bottom of the ladder. So some huge matchups again this week in the old Premier League. She always delivers, that's for sure. Then to wrap up the old sporting wrap and it's fair to say it shouldn't really be in the rap because it hasn't quite happened but it gets underway today and I'm actually heading down myself and Kimbo courtesy of the legends at the TAB. They hooked her up with tickets so we're going down to the old PDC World Series of Darts the New Zealand Darts Masters going down in the city of the future the Tron, and I'm really looking forward to this. Never been to the darts, of course you watch it on telly, often when you're hungover, and she looks like absolute scenes. Drinks flowing, people dancing on tables, the old 180 brings out massive fizz from the crowd, so I can't wait to get in the mixer and get amongst that, of course, world number one, Gerwin Price, he's in the mix former world champion Michael Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, all the leading players, they've all made the trek down to New Zealand. Add into that, Australasia's best talent, they get a chance to take on these top dogs, which of course includes as well, how can you forget, the only female competitor, the queen of the palace, Fallon Sherrick, so excited to see her apply her craft as well. Should be a massive weekend. Of course, runs through into Saturday as well. I'm just doing the Friday. So fair to say the old Sky Go will be copping a punishing as I rip into some brews live from the old darts masters. But hopefully she's a bloody good night, A great exhibition of punching darts and breaking hearts. And I'm fizzed to absolutely rip in so looking forward to this event should be a doozy probably have a few little punts as well have no idea about the darts to be fair just know she's a steam up but great to see it back in hamilton after it disappeared for a couple of years due to covid and up the mighty darts masters and speaking of having a bit of a punt, time now, of course, for Surly's Best Bets, courtesy of the legends at the TAB. New Zealand's home for sports betting and punting. And if you are going to have a bit of a flutter with your mates on some sport or some ponies this weekend, please make sure you do it through the old TAB. Support the show. Really appreciate it. And of course, as usual, we'll kick her off with the NRL. And the TAB, of course, running your usual promos, your same game claims, your bonus back winning to and margin bets. So if you pick the winning team, you get the margin wrong. They'll refund your money and a bonus bet up to 50 bucks. And also if you run a cheeky little same game claim, a little same game multi, three legs or more, one leg falls short, you'll also get your money back in bonus bets. That's great stuff. And I'll be certainly making advantage of those promos, a couple have just fallen short, nothing better than a cheeky bonus to chuck on something else. And for this week, here is what I've got for you. Done a little five leg multi of the results that I think should be the safest of them all. Mention there's a couple tough ones to pick. If you're dangerous, you like living life on the edge, then you could have a bit of a flutter on Those personally, I've avoided them. From The multis, anyway, might chuck a couple of them in as some singles, but not in the multi department. First up, though, in terms of the guaranteed Chevrolets, I'd like to think the Roosters they're gonna push the storm tonight. Don't think they'll get the win, but I think it should be close. A cheeky little alternative point start of 12 and a half, paying a dollar 33. That's a good little multi leg, and I think they should keep it within those two converted tries. Of course, the storm heading in favorites. Chucks $2.20 head to head, but I just don't have the balls to back them in Melbourne in Mamulti so we'll play it safe. One team I do have the balls to back though by the margin is the Cronulla Sharks up against the Canterbury Dogs. And again, I mentioned I think this should be one-way traffic. Cronulla 13 plus paying $1.30. I'll snap that one up. And I also think the Bunnies will be too good for the Cowboys. I do think it'll be really close. So just gone the head-to-head $1.51. Hopefully another box tick. St. George versus the Tigers. I think St. George will be too good. Ben Hunt masterclass. That's a dollar thirty-five head to head. If you wanted to go the 13 plus though, add a bit more value. I wouldn't be opposed to that. And then the final game that I think should be a shoe-in. The Gold Coast Titans taking on the Newcastle Knights. And I guess you're a brave man if you're backing the Titans, of course, sitting right down the bottom of the ladder. Both of these sides are though. The Titans at home, they have shown they're capable. They put in a big shift against Manly two weeks ago on the go- Hopefully they can repeat their cause. Dollar 42 there. Some decent odds. Five leg multi, that one. Five bucks chuck a tenner or a 20 on it and you're away laughing and I'd like to think that one would definitely come through. If you're chasing some bigger odds though you don't mind having to go on some anytime try scorers. If you listen to the old TAB's Advantage Line podcast where we talk some rugby league every week you would have noticed normally I chuck in the old wicked wingers combo the old multi where I package up some wingers to score some tries. Normally it pays really well. Unfortunately didn't Come in last week though. So instead I've decided to upsize to the old family pack. Go in on the big boys. And I've actually already had one of these legs come in. She was a four leg multi. But it involved Isaiah Papaletti. Let's get freaky. He's already a box tick. So you won't be able to get in on him. But if you multi up... Hudson Young, Leah Martin and Bowie Furmore all to score and all three of them are in try scoring form as well. That should pay some good coin. Of course I had Papa in there so that returned $79.83 if that one comes in then she's absolutely happy days. And I also mentioned earlier a couple roughies I like in the NRL this week try scorer wise. Big Nelson Asafa solomona any time at seven bucks if he's lining up on that edge I think he could well cross and that's some huge money and speaking of huge money again Maddie Lodge he's scored for the past two weeks in a row running some short balls of doom off Sammy Verils the Roosters seem to put him in great positions very close to the line can he make it three in a row he's paying $12 anytime and that is a risk that I am willing to take and it'll add a bit more excitement to what should be a bloody amazing game tonight and of course when we talk rugby league and we talk betting have to run through the silly talk sports power plays for the mighty Waz game and of course gets underway tonight panthers warriors should be a doozy as mentioned I'm backing the upset the bookies they really aren't the boys are paying 14s head to head the panthers a dollar oh one you can't get any Shorter than that in odds, literally. So that's slightly disrespectful in my opinion, but I guess you can see why all the money is on Penrith. Penrith 1 to 12, $6.50. They think it's going to be a cricket score, 13 plus at $1.14. We, your value is though, Warriors 1 to 12 at 15 bucks and 13 plus. At 56 of the best, I think even for me, the 13 plus is too diehard. So get on the 1 to 12 and enjoy one of the greatest upsets. Of the year. Power play wise, though, we've got nine of the best for you. We keep dishing them up again. A couple won last week. So if you got in and around those, then happy days for you. This week, though, we'll kick her off with James Fisher Harris, 150 plus running meters. That's just below his average, I believe. He's back from a couple weeks off. He'll be ready to rip in $2. Some good odds there. A cheeky little double up if you back the boy from Penrith, the big Kiwi enforcer. So some good money there then we get to your any two of for the Penrith option Dylan Edwards, Jerome Luai or Isaiah Yo, anytime try scorers $2.75 and I think Edwards and Luai in particular your best shots from that old Isaiah he's in there to boost up the odds but he's not afraid of a meaty either actually scored against the Warriors earlier in the season could be a shout but hopefully none of them score and the Warriors have a day next up Tohu Harris, our inspirational skipper, one of the big boys in the middle. 150 plus running meters at $3, of course. He's a prop these days. He's a meter eater, gets through a mountain of work and plays big minutes. So that's well within his realm. And if we are to go with Penrith tonight, it's gonna be off the back of a big performance from him and Aden. So get in amongst that, triple your money at three bucks. Not a bad shout could think of ways to spend money worse. Then we get to some anytime try scorers and try assist options. Jerome Luai, anytime, plus one try assist at $3.25. Of course, he's been out for about the past six weeks with an MCL niggle. We all know he's full of fizz. He's a niggly bloke. He's going to be coming out firing. No doubt he's missed playing footy. not bad. Then we have Joshi Curran, 35 plus tackles, 100 plus running meters at $4.50. Lining up in the second row, so hopefully he gets through an 80 minute shift. He's always full of energy and full of fizz as well. I think he's going to look to prove a point. Now he's back in the starting lineup, show he should be starting every week. $4.50 there. Not a bad shout at all. Then we get to our magic multis. The first one, the Panthers won. This is a donation, so bear with me. But again, you gotta chuck them in for both teams because not everyone is like us and backs the Mighty Wars through thick and thin. So we've got Penrith to win by that 29 and a half line. Liam Martin, anytime try scorer, just to boost the odds a little there. And Penrith to score over 39 and a half points at $4 again donation then we have the Warriors magic multi this is where I think the value is of course Warriors a plus 29 and a half point start Dylan Watten is a lesniak can anytime try scorer and the Warriors to score more than 12 points at six of the best, get in on that. The final option, any two of, Marcelo Montoya, Ed Cosi, and Ali Katoa, any time try scorers. That's paying $7.50. All three of them don't mind a try either, especially Mars and Cossi. Of course, Katoa, he's probably the less likely of the three, but he really does boost the odds, and he did cross at Mount Smart just a couple weeks back. So get him in there, $7.50, nothing to scoff at, and hopefully, we can have a couple more winning power plays in the mixer to just keep that tally climbing up. Massive fizz, and how good is it to get on the old STS power plays with the waz? Next up, we cross to the old rugby championship. Of course, two games: Aussie, South Africa first up; Argentina, New Zealand after that. Aussie, they hit an underdogs on home soil despite their impressive record. They're paying two sixty. South Africa, $1.52. Head to head in regards to this game, I actually like South Africa and I think in the 1 to 12 margin, $2.35, not bad money there, I think she's going to be close. So if you do like the Aussies, 1 to 12 for them, paying $3.30 is some bloody good coin and maybe that's too much for you not to have a cheeky little go at. Some other options I like in this game. First score of the game, to be a penalty, you can either go for Australia at $2.70 or South Africa at $2.40. Both these sides, they don't mind going up in threes and to be the first scoring option, I think is extremely realistic. So that's not a bad shout and good odds there as well could be worth a cheeky look and in terms of picking a try scorer for this one I went with the South African hooker Joseph Dweeber, at $2.25 my only concern there though is if they play their usual tricks and they pull them off at around the 30 minute mark which they tend to do with their hookers and front rowers. so keep an eye on that Perhaps get on with caution, but I do think South Africa will look to take on the Aussies up front and in the rolling mall. So that could be a good shout there, paying two twenty-five 25 of the best. Over to the main event, though. The All Blacks taking on the Puma Pants and, of course, the All Blacks' heavy favourites, dollar 08. Argentina paying sevens despite leading the rugby championship if this game was over there over the ditch in old Buenos Aires or similar I think the odds would be quite different but that home game advantage and Argentina's dodginess away from home probably has the bookies feeling pretty confident New Zealand 1 to 12 20 13 plus dollar 45 the Argies 1 to 12 if they're gonna pull off the upset it'll be in that range at nine bucks or if you are a big Pumas fan. 31 of the best. Not bad. If you like a draw as well, 31 bucks there. So if you think there's going to be not a lot in it, might be worth cheeky little flutter for me though all black's 13 plus dollar 45 is where i'll be putting my hard-earned pennies then i look across to some try scorers picked out two forwards and two backs for you perhaps you can chuck a little same game multi together with a couple of these somersoni takiyaho paying a dollar eighty of course a devastating ball runner could score off the back of the mall, could score close to the try line off a cheeky little pick and go, or Aaron Smith could dish him up a delicious nut so he crashes over. Have to have him in there. Then also in the four pack, another devastating ball runner, the two Bash brothers, had to go with Adi Savir. $2.25 for him, he's athletic, PCM's of doom, and he'll get through the full 80 as a true workhorse, so good odds there. And then out wide in the backs, the higher numbers, had to go with with two hometown heroes to cross at Orange Theory Stadium with the Crusaders faithful barking for them from the stands. Will the Thrill, Jordan, $1.55. He's due media in my books. And then Richie Moanga, Rizzo was the prince of the Garden City, $2.50. Expecting a big performance from him. The only caution there, though, p- might get subbed at around the 60-minute mark if the game's going to plan, and we could see please add Fitter, although he may come on for Geordie Bitcoin Barrett as well, so who knows? Just chuck him in. He loves it down there in Christchurch. So those would be my options for the rugby championship and hopefully a few of those tickled your fancy. Sticking to rugby and we'll go, of course, to the old MPC today. We've got the double header: Tasman Canterbury, Waikato Manawa 2. Tasman, come in. Underdogs at home, $3.30. Perhaps a reflection of their start of the season, but I still think they've got some good footy in them. Canterbury, $1.33, so probably pretty clear favourites, I'll pick Canterbury in that one, why not, think they might just be too good, then following that Waikato versus the 2. Waikato heavy favourites as you'd expect, $1.05, the turbos, eight fifty dollars head to head, I like the Waikato 13+, plus. wasn't paying much though, $1.30, so instead I've gone with a try scorer and I've gone with Pita Asu, the hooker, from the mighty Mooloo's, paying two bucks surely he'll get a cheeky little left nut meaty off the back of a all Think that could be good spending there. Then tomorrow, double header: Hawks Bay, North Harbour. The Bay defending the shield at home. Favourites, $1.37, North Harbour $3.20. Disrespectful again, but the bookies think they're going to hold on to the shield. And I can't wait for the heat to prove them wrong. My pick in that one, North Harbour 1-12, $4.20. And the Loggerwood comes back up to its rightful resting place in albany then following that auckland otago mentioned i think this one's gonna be close i've gone with a bit of an away point start of 12 and a half in favor of otago so they can lose by 12 points and this will come in dollar 47 i thought that was generous odds auckland dollar 40 otago three bucks i think the golden o they're gonna surprise a few people not sure if they'll get the dub though so a bit of insurance there at that plus 12 and a half. If you're feeling dangerous, Otago, one to 12, $4.20. If they go 13 plus, you'll get your money back as a bonus bet as well. So it could be a free swing if you're a big believer in the blokes from Dunedin. Then your last three games, Bay of Plenty versus Counties, went the Bay head to head at $1.33, Taranaki versus Wellington, went Wellington one to 12 at $2.60, I reckon that's gonna be close, but I'll back the side at home to bounce back, in that one to 12 margin. And then the final game of the round, went with the favorite again, Northland at $1.47. Southland paying $2.70, but I do like the odds swing here. Go Northland, one to 12, $2.60. If they go 13 plus, you'll get your money back in bonus bets. But I don't think the Southland side is a walkover, so I expect them to show up and play some decent footy. And if you do follow Surly Talk Sports on Instagram, which of course you should, you would have noticed, chucked up on my story today to fire through your best bet of your weekend, on voice message, I'll chuck it in the potty, and if your bet gets played, you've won yourself a cheeky $50 bonus bet courtesy of the TAB. I only offered one up, but man, I was actually surprised. Got quite a few voice messages coming through. You love a punt, you love to have your voice be heard, which I really rate, upping the old interaction, and you all love a free bonus bets instead. Gone with three of the best. Let's rip into them. We'll kick her off with Brad. What an absolute roost. Surely, my best of the weekend, mate. The big cat, Catalyst, uh, running in the Foxbridge at Terape. Um Currently at 21s and 5s. Hopefully he can bring back its old form um, and just slam the door shut. Um, so hopefully, you know, cheeky each way or straight on the nausea and we get paid. And that's huge from Brad, rate that, Catalyst, in the Foxbridge at Tarapa, 21s and 5s, 5 bucks each way, you can never scoff at that, so definitely have that one in the mixer, and shout out to Brad, you great New Zealander, how good is a cheeky lick on the ponies, I'll be jumping on that one for sure. Next up we cross to old Travis Moody, he's sent one in as well, so congrats to you Trav if you're listening mate, and let's see what he's got to say. Mate, best bet for the weekend has to be on.
1: Three plus tries scored in the first twenty minutes of the Tasman Canterbury game, paying four dollars fifty. Get around I got him an absolute barnstorm up the red and blacks.
0: Shit, he's predicting some fast-running rugby tonight down there in Tasman. Rate that, Travis. Not sure about the up, up the red and black's call. But, hey, different strokes for different folks. And congrats, horse. Enjoy your bonus bet. Last one, your third and final. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah, g'day, Surly. Hey, I hope I'm not too late to jump on the old $50 boner bet giveaway. Nothing better than a $50 boner to start the weekend. So... I've got about 50 pending bets on my tab, but I'll give you the best one for the weekend. Um, i got Harbour 13+. Plus. So, TAB's doing a little promo. If you place a bet up to $50 on the winning team and margin for this game, uh, they'll refund you up to $50 in bonus bets if your team wins, but you don't quite get the margin right. So, Harbour 13+, Plus paying $6.50. Um, they're going to win, so... Just a matter of what, by what margin. So, you get a fifty dollars bonus bet either way, uh, if you, if you win, and if you if you don't win, sorry, and if you do win, you win three hundred and twenty five of the best if you chuck fifty bucks on. So, that's that's me for the weekend, mate. Um, harbour forever, Hawks Bay never, Hooroo.
0: And shit, rate that there from Aaron Tanui. That is a great shout. And it almost did my job for me explaining the old TAB's promos as well. You love to see it. But that's a big call. Mentioned I had the Harbour 1 to 12. But like he said, with that promo, that's a great example of a free swing. So let's chuck it in there. Chase the big bucks and see how we come out. Good shout from you there as a... Right, so what I've done there, of course, the Magic Multi. She's been disappeared over the past couple weeks. So with these selections instead, I thought a great time to bring her back with the old People's Magic Multi, Big Fizz. I've taken Brad's call. I've taken Travis's call. I've taken Azza's call. multi them all up. Chucked a cheeky little pick of mine in the mixer. And here's what it's come out with at the old TM Biscuits. Hawks Bay 13 plus from Azza. 8.50, great stuff. Then we had the three tries scored in the first 20 minutes, paying $4.50 from Travis, also a grouse shout. Then we had Brad with Catalyst in the Aoteurahpa races, race 6, 4.80 for the place, couldn't pass that one up. And then Liam Martin, that's my choice, Anytime try scorer tonight, paying three of the best Four-leg multi, $550.80. Cheeky tenor on that, you're getting five and a half grand. So if that one comes in, shit boys, we'll have to meet up and have some big celebrations, that's for sure. And up the people's magic multi. I think I'll be running this back again next week with the old voice messages, so make sure to fire them in. And if there's anything you like during the week catches your eye, going down next weekend, flick it through, click the link, you'll be away laughing and you could win yourself a $50 bonus bet courtesy of the TAB. And I must mention, as always, please gamble responsibly and always bet within your means. And if you are struggling, there's plenty of services out there that can help you rein it back in and get you back to enjoying your sports. And races punting. Cheers again to the TAB, and hopefully that multi can get up. What scenes that would be! Right, time for the Q&A, and again, they came flooding in, because I didn't run it over the past couple weeks, which is great to see, so I've picked a couple, weary of the time, how long I've been chewing your ears off, so we'll just go through a few of the best. Your first one, comes through from Flynn Johnston, and he says, thoughts on Kerbalo looking to switch to the Wallabies, and to be fair, I'd almost forgotten about him, been applying his trade over there for La Rochelle, of course, was a heck of a footballer when he was back here, but a bit with knee injuries and he was always kind of our third string option. Gotta factor in, Dave Rennie was his Chiefs coach so of course he's got a link there with the Wallabies and I don't think he would make the All Blacks. He's obviously keen to come back and play some international footy so good on him. I rate it and he could well easily be their best third or second string halfback choice so I think he could be in with a shot and interested to see if he does Get included into the mixer ahead of next year's World Cup because no doubt. That is his goal. The next one comes through from Luca Carter and he says, who do you reckon will play fullback for the Waz next season? For me, I want it to either be Tamare Martin or Luke Metcalf with the other lining up alongside SJ in the half. So hopefully we go with C and K in the centres. I think that will give us some real strike there. Tamare, he's been ripping up there for the Bronx, but if we want to play him in the halves, I fully understand. And Luke Metcalf, I think he's our secret weapon. He's not so secret as he was a couple months ago plenty of eyeballs are now looking his way after his performances in reserve grade but he's tearing shit up and I have no doubt if he wasn't leaving the Sharkies next year they probably would have given him his NRL debit boat so look out for him he's going to be an absolute weapon if he doesn't start chuck him in the 14 and we'll have to start Dylan Walker somewhere but he has to be in our 17 next year in my opinion And great question there, Luca. Then we cross over to the Cook Island Kiwi and he says, softball World Cup on the North Shore, November, December, how do we get more people to take interest. And look, I only found out about this the other day because one of my mates, the old and Scissors, played for Samoa in the last World Cup. So it's interesting that it's only just popped up on the radar. Softball, of course, a pretty big sport in New Zealand and we're bloody good at it as well. We always go head-to-head and tongs with the Aussies. So it would be good to see some bums-on seats up there in Albany. Heck of a facility. And fingers crossed, closer to that November, December, they can get some airwaves on your national media I'll certainly get in and around her and we can get some people out there to support the Black Sox ride them home and hopefully see them get a big World Cup win on home soil your final question Jay Gibson and it's a doozy he says who is your rugby man crush and shit This one has me thinking straight away. When I look back to the days, names like Carlos Spencer pop up into my head. Another guy who's the full package ticks all the boxes. Razzle Dazzle could play some code and is good looking human as well. And I remember back in the days, I was absolutely obsessed with the King Carlos, arguably the GOAT, especially for the Blues and especially in my books. More recently, Quake Cooper. He's got to be up there, I remember, Back in my later years of high school, trying to rock that same lid he used to rock with the Skucks little mohawk at the front into a mullet. Bit of a pioneer in that aspect. Certainly I didn't pull it off as good as Quaid. Looked like a bit of a dickhead, so ended up rocking the old three all over. Fair to say I regretted it at the time, but looking back, she's an absolute giggle. So I gotta have Quaid in there, and then of more recent times, of course, very new to the game, but RTS, if you couldn't tell, I'm obsessed with him. Being a Waz fan, and of course being a Blues fan, and an All Blacks fan, he ticks all the boxes, best calves, in the world razzle dazzle easy on the eye seems like a heck of a bloke ex-warrior's skipper certainly ticks all the boxes and say no more so some great questions there apologies if i didn't get into yours perhaps we can tick them off next week if they're still floating around always bloody good to hear from you and appreciate you all firing them through how good is a cheeky little Q&A right well that's all I got time for this week gotta shoot down to the Tron and start ripping in a tear and cracking open some cold ones and absolutely getting into the darts hope you have a grouse weekend a shit ton of sport on the menu yet again as usual up the Mighty Wars, up the All Blacks up the Harbour Heat she's log of wood time for our boys and I'll catch you here same time same place next Friday ready to chew your air off for another 60 plus minutes of average sporting chat how good's a friday and how good is silly talk sports